재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Alright, we're going to talk about English and uh, most people know English is a very important language. It's considered the uh, lingua franca for uh, much of the business world. It's used in, in a wide variety of ways. Uh, many people feel it's important to be proficient in English to advance your career, particularly here in Korea. It's been known as a place that uh, I guess the term mania has been used, obsessed with English education. So uh, that in turn has led to a lot of opportunities for English teachers, including uh, native English teachers. However, some interesting trends. Uh, the demand for native English teachers may be on the decline. We're going to try to understand why that is the case right now. We're going to get some more analysis. A lot of you listening to the program are also obviously uh, very fluent in English or you <laughs> wouldn't be able to understand this program, but also interested in English education. Give us your thoughts. Text us at pound 1013 for 51 or send us a cacao talk message. We have joining us two uh, great panelists. Uh, let me introduce them. First, from Hanyang University, English education professor Lee Manu. Professor Lee, as always, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, Henry. And also joining us, uh, we've had him on before as well, as a prominent blogger for a Korean foreigner. He's also a very well-established um, English instructor here in the country, John Lee. Thank you for joining us, John. Thank you for having me back. Uh, some people might be surprised about these numbers, uh, Professor Lee. Uh, it just feels like the market keeps growing and growing and growing if you're not part of the industry. But why are uh, the numbers declining? What are some of the reasons? I think the main reason is because of the uh, policy changes in foreign language education here in Korea. And before, um, under the regime of President Lee Myung-bak, English education uh, was very like highly emphasized and uh, especially focusing on the native-like pronunciation and the general communicative competence. So we all know the example of like orange versus orange, like, you know, uh, the, <laughs> yeah. the example. So, uh, but um, as time passes and uh, the, the regime has been changed and this regime uh, does not seem to like emphasize the English education as much uh, as before. So uh, that could be like you know one reason. Like you know, it seems like we are going back to the old days of like education. We don't really uh, value like you know this uh, general communicative competence or like you know the native like pronunciation as much as before. So uh, probably that's why like you know uh, we. Um, uh, try to try not to hire as many um, foreign um, or international uh, the teachers here in Korea. Right, and I think we'll get some more specifics as to uh, which sectors are being affected the most. But for you, John, I mean, there is public sector English education, right? The the various government uh, run and funded schools, and then there is this harip, the, the the private education, which is, uh, I guess, arguably or definitely a, a much more lucrative and and uh, a market that is quite competitive. Just from your anecdotal view of things and your colleagues and just the people in the industry, do you feel the job market is tightening for native English speakers? For native speakers? Definitely. Now, take me, for example. I'm a returning Kyopo, and I'm not just the only one here. There are a lot more cupos in Korea now than there were before. So you just add those people to the mix, and the market has become already more competitive than it actually is or was about five, ten years ago. Is that more than increased supply, meaning a lot more cupos have been coming in here as part of that, or or the jobs have also sort of, the openings have also dwindled? Both. 
really. Because, uh, as Professor Lee al already mentioned, because of the regime change, uh, there's al already been changing policies, and because of the extra supply, the glut in supply of English teachers, naturally, there has got to be uh, market calibrations. So even in the private market, well, we're talking about the Hagwans, uh, yes. there are less jobs available, and there are more people coming in here saying, oh, this is a gold mine, or this is an easy job, and I can come in and get a job, but they're finding that's not the case. Well, I'm not sure if it's an easy job, but right, yes. right, right, right. I mean, the perception of it is, is what it is. Professor Lee, uh, since 1995, we've also had these native English teachers uh, recruited by the government. Uh, they teach English in elementary, secondary, public schools. Uh, as you said, uh, President Lee Myung-bak also was very big in pushing this and expanding the program. Uh, they have now cut that budget. Uh, is that, again, part of the regi regime change? What was the government's thinking in terms of cutting down the hiring of native speakers? Um, I think there could be three different reasons for that. Uh, first of all, um, it costs a lot. Um, we have to pay them, like, you know, uh, probably uh, three million won per month, as far as I know. So it costs a lot, but we cannot really see the visible effect in a short period of time. So they want to cut the budget. And second of all, I think the parents' perception toward uh, the native English-speaking teachers, uh, it becomes like a negative or at least questionable because of the misconduct committed by these uh, the teachers, uh, especially in public schools. Um, and number three is like uh, local English teachers. I have some friends in um, secondary level um, um, school teachers, and they're complaining that it's just so difficult to uh, make, uh, like, you know, the effective program with them uh, in the classroom situation. Mm. So they have to uh, implement this kind of co-teaching programs, basically, but it's very difficult, like, you know, to, uh, like, meet the students' like needs and um, to communicate with the native speakers. So it's so pretty much difficult uh, uh, for uh, the local teachers, local English right. teachers, to get along with this um, uh, the population, uh, the native English teachers. So I think there could be like you know three different reasons, like you know the uh, the policy itself, and probably the budget, mm. and the parents, and you know the local teachers. John, just again, just from what you've been able to gauge with the market, uh, and this is a very diverse industry. You have the the college entrance SAT type teachers, the SA type teachers, the conversational English type teachers, the kindergarten English teachers, uh, the TOEIC for business professional teachers, the TOEFL guys. Sure. Where are the jobs right now, or are there any growth kind of sectors or niches? Growth, um, not really growth. Okay, but where are most of the jobs, or a lot? Most of the, of the jobs? jobs right now, because of the cuts in the public sector, a lot of it is in Hagwons. But of course, that really depends on the visa status of the native teachers. Now, a few weeks back, besides uh, teaching in Hagwons, uh, I I don't know how many. I don't remember, but a few teachers were deported for violating the visas because they had taught illegally in their homes or going to. Um, their students' homes to teach. Now, that was obviously a crime, but... It doesn't apply to F4, just No, clear it does not apply to yeah. them. But some of those teachers had violated their visas. Now, that tells me that there is a growing number of teachers who are doing that. Now, I don't have any evidence to back that up, of course, but there seems to be that market. But beyond that, mm. it's definitely still in hot ones right now. So that underground economy you're talking about, a lot of that is, I think, what, is your, what you're saying is permeated with the uh, sure. of English teachers. Uh, you mentioned how parents and other evaluators say we're not really getting the effect for shelling out three million won uh, per month for these native English teachers. Uh, 
is there is it a problem with the quality of the instructor or maybe even just the quality of the methodology or the curriculum? Uh, I think both of them. Actually, we have like this governmental program called EPIC, English program in Korea. And what we compare this program with JET program in Japan, like Japanese, like, um, um, exchange and teaching program. And, um, actually the JET program kind of required, uh, the applicants to like submit, um, 18 different elements. They have to meet like 18 different criteria to apply for the JET program. But when you look at the criteria for uh, EPIC program, we kind of require only six very basic things uh, for the applicants. So which means that we cannot really qual- uh, guarantee the quality of the teachers, you know, who want to come to Korea as an English teacher. And I think also the uh, methodology they are using in the uh, mm. pu- public schools, like they are not really trained enough to teach kids. Uh, so so uh, they have to be trained more before okay. the placement. We're going to take a short break. We're going to be back. Uh, we'll have our two panelists joining us as well as uh, someone on the line, an English education professor from Kungguk University. Stay tuned. You're listening to Primetime.